podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Paddy and John, how are you getting on? Very well, Kev, how are you, mate? Aye, 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 fine, aye, fine, aye. Uh, the holiday was nice. Uh, I was on a plane as we played the Glasgow Derby. Uh, so I'll, when I landed, it was 2-1. And by the time I got the suitcases, it was 2 each. So that was a decent start to the holiday. Uh, yeah, there wasn't much anywhere. There wasn't much in the way of contentious decisions or dodgy <laughs> referees. So, no, yeah. no, I, 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 hear, I hear it was one of the, the, the more uh, lax, humdrum. <laughs> humdrum games uh, yeah. that I've missed. But look, for me, when I got on that plane, I wanted to at least to land with still at least nine points clear. That was yeah. my that was my hope, and that's what I got. And like, and I got that, and I can understand why some people were maybe disappointed that we didn't go twelve points clear. But if we're still nine points clear with three games to go, then then it's job done. I mean, it's still a four game swing, and I, and you go to the the home of your biggest rivals, you get a draw. And it keeps you nine points clear. I can't see what's up with that, Paddy. Really, I can't. Nah, I don't. I don't. I, you know, see, for me, I think it's it's the fact that we 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 couldn't walk out of Ibrox and say league's done. Now, how good would that have been? And I think a lot of fans were maybe hoping that that would have been the case. That just get that three points. Ange Postecoglou would never admit it, but he would know deep down there's absolutely no way we'd we'd, we'd lose. We'd need to lose what five games or four games and draw one, and they need to go unbeaten. If we'd have walked out there with three points, that would have been that job done, league's over, Champions League next year. And I think probably because we didn't get that, maybe that's where the disappointment came. But I'm you nine points after that. Can't can argue with that. John, you can't grumble, can you? Really? Ah, you'd yeah. want to be 12 points, you want to be 15 points, you want to be 20 points, you want to be gone there for a party. But to, to come out after a game where the mainstream media are probably writing that's Rangers back in it, we've got a title race, blah, blah, blah. A late, a late equaliser. Job's a good one, eh? 
Yeah, and we didn't play particularly well, uh, so that, that's you know the other factor as well. So you know if if you if you're walking away from a draw after we played, possibly according to a lot of people, one of our worst games of the season, um, and we still came out of there with a draw. You know that was that was their full team. I don't think their their team can get any better than that. Uh, you know, so I don't think there was anyone on the bench there that could improve them. So at the end of the day, um, you know, I think we've got more to come. Uh, we've got more signings. Uh, we've got more guys coming through the door. They've got zero so far. Uh, I wouldn't expect them to have much more than zero. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I think the, the this part of the season could take a, a real hefty swing towards us. Uh, I, I, I said before that, you know, I thought we will win it by between 12 and 20. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I stick to that. I, I'm, I'm confident that they can't, or they won't really get any better, and uh, they'll, they'll drop points every. You know, they'll maybe draw or lose another two, three, four games. Um, so, you know, as they did in the first half. So, I don't expect that to be any respect to our form to continue on the same. Uh, so, look, it was a, it, it, you know, as as Paddy says, the only thing was I was in there. And, you know, ready to hear the, the large lady in the corner singing karaoke <laughs> uh, for it to be all over, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, and uh, I really, really wanted it to be all over because if we had won that game, they would have known, everyone in the stadium and everyone around would have known that it was over. That was it done. Yep. There was no coming back from that. I think it's over now, but that was the nail in the coffin for me. We weren't coming back from 12 not a chance. It still is so, a four. It still is a four-game swing, though, John. It boy, still is a four-game yeah. swing. I mean, I still, that, I still, but... I still think it's done. But you know, again, that that was definitely, you know, that was toast. Then, so you know, it, it would have been a nice wee celebration. But hey, it didn't really affect my celebrations anyway. So, <laughs> you know, still, still managed to get some Guinness in. Uh, so no, it was all good. Uh, but you know, it's a, it's a pity you missed it, Kevin. But I hate missing those. And the next one, well, here's a question for you. Maybe someone can tell me this. My, my, my daughter, very, very inconsiderately, has decided to get married uh, when the next game is due to be on. Uh, she didn't even consult the schedule. You know, she didn't look at the fixture list before she booked her wedding. It's absolutely outrageous. But That's a rookie it's mistake. On, it's on, I know, rookie, rookie mistake. It's on the Saturday. <laughs> It's a, and the worst thing is my brother did it in 25 years ago or something. He did the same thing. Um, but uh, it's on the Saturday. I think it's the 8th of April. It's on the Saturday. Will they move that to the Sunday? Don't they usually move it to the Sunday? But wouldn't they have already said it by now? This is this is the things that are in my head today, guys. I'm like, am I going to miss this game or not? So, <laughs> I think Paddy will probably keep me right here, but I think that the telly has up to six weeks before it to pick what game that they're going to move and Aye. it'll probably all depend because Sky will be shown that game it probably all depend they might have Watford against QPR to show at half past 12 on the Saturday and they won't move Aye. the Celtic Rangers game to the Sunday so you probably won't know until six weeks before the wedding it definitely depends on what game's on down the road and then they Aye. move your game accordingly so I, it's how they cover your game and it's um Let's talk. Yeah, let's yeah. not talk. Well, about we'll just probably do a game. It's, <laughs> aye, it's not the best. I know. It's, it's funny, funny talking about like that's like stats and that. I mean, I mean the stat. I mean, 
I had a quick look back online after the, the after the the. The, the, the Derby game and obviously after Saturday, I managed to see the game on Saturday. Thank you to some TV providers who shall not be named, who managed to send a link to my phone. So I was lying next to a pool watching Celtic against Kilmarnock. And by the time I got to about the 65th minute, I was really glad. I'm sure it would have been great to go to Bar 67 in uh, Porta del Carmen, just up, but it was a 45-minute taxi ride. Oh. And I was going, can I justify a 45-minute taxi ride there and back <laughs> for a game against Kilmarnock at home on a family holiday? Yeah. And I made the decision, no, I couldn't justify a 45-minute taxi ride. Uh, but I got to see it and after about 65 minutes. I mean, uh, it's Kilmarnock is Derek McInnes, ain't it? You can what you're going to get. They, 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 didn't, want, they didn't want a bleaching... We just want to stay that nine points in front, go 12 points in front and at that point, and that was the facts. And the game sort of played out that way, Paddy. Yeah, and I think his comments after the game were really interesting as well, saying that it's the best Celtic side he's ever faced in Scotland. When you take into account he was Aberdeen manager when uh, Brendan Rodgers' side was... was um, when Brendan Rodgers was the manager of Celtic, that's some compliment to, to Ange Postecoglou after... What is it, 18 months in the job? So far, 19 months in the job. So, um, nah, I thought that it was a, it was a funny game um, at the weekend there. The first 45 minutes were a bit huff and puff. But the second 45 minutes completely different. Um, the amount of chances we made, the amount of chances we created, sorry. Times we hit the, the bar, the post. I mean, it was unreal. It could have been anything up to seven, six, seven now. Um, so that was a, it. Was certainly one of the games or two halves. But um, no, it was it was a good victory, a good a good one to keep pressure at the top of the league. Oh, keep pressure at the top of the league. What am I talking about? To put yeah. pressure on them, I suppose, to kind of get a victory and um, to keep the pressure on us, as the mainstream media would call it. But um, no, it was a strange game, but good to get the three points against a team who I said would probably sit. Last week five five zero and when the company come to Celtic Park, so nah, good three points. What did you make of McInnes's comments, John? And uh, are is this the greatest team of Derek or that Derek McInnes would Celtic team that Derek McInnes would have faced as a player and as a manager? I mean, I think he had a decent Aberdeen team uh, for me done the invincible season, but. Overall, and we're not here to critique Derek McInnes's suntan yeah. or career. Um, I think Derek McInnes underachieved when Rangers went bust and were liquidated <laughs> and ended up going out of the league. Uh, I think Aberdeen should have won more during that period. When you look at that period, Ross County, Inverness, I think even St Murn won League Cups and that should have been Aberdeen. I, I think McInnes underachieved. But that team that you had in 2016 pushed us close twice in two uh, cup finals. Yeah. Even though I still reckon if Tom Rogic hadn't scored that absolutely wonder goal uh, in the last minute of that cup final, we would have took three or four off them an extra time because we were really, really pushing at that point. I think we had hit the post. Paddy Roberts was utterly fantastic in that last 15 minutes against Aberdeen that game. I think McInnes had a great Aberdeen team at that point, but he was unlucky. I don't care if he was lucky or unlucky or no. Uh, to face a Celtic team which was invincible at that point. Yeah. 
Well, I don't, I don't see, I don't see uh, how you can make that claim. I don't see how any of us can make that claim. You know, I mean, you've just said it twice, and that sentence invincible. So you know, uh, until this side was to go invincible, then you can't say they're better than that previous side. So it's as simple, really as simple as that. Um, and also, I don't think they are. I don't think we're there yet. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's still a lot of uh, work that needs to be done. Um, you know, I, I think also as well, we need to see... Look, at the end of the day, this is all about, you know, we need to win the league, but it's all about... If we, if we're testing ourselves, we've had this conversation, I don't know how many times, um, but, you know, if we're testing ourselves, the real test is Europe. The real test is what we can do in Europe, uh, what marker we can put down there. That's how we know how we're progressing. Um, because, you know, domestically, uh, you, you know, our main rivals have, you know, the, you know they've had their own issues. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, they've actually been different main rivals, but that's another story. But um, uh, so, you know, they, they've had their issues. I think there's now another issue with the financial fair play rules. I think that's going to really restrict them, uh, which is, I think, one of the reasons we haven't seen much by way of transfer activity there. Uh, and I don't think we necessarily will. Uh, I think they're in a lot of trouble in terms of transfers uh, because, as, as we spoke about before, we've got, I think they've got 11, 12, 13 guys coming to the end of their contract this season. Uh, and that doesn't include even some of the guys that went away. I think they take the wages for... You know, the, the likes of Morelos, you know, if someone gave them a million quid, I think they'd bite their hands off for it uh, to get them off the books. Uh, so, you know, and, and again, I think they, they, they've, they've acknowledged as well they're probably internally, at least they're not going to win it this year. So, you know, for us, the, the marker has to be Europe. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't say, uh, despite the fact we went, uh, you know, invincible, um, our record even with uh, Brendan in Europe, wasn't exactly stellar. Um, so I, I think that's what I'd like to see us build. Um, and, you know, I, I was talking, I was actually talking, you know, uh, controversial because uh, I saw the strap line there, but before we saw the strap line, I'd sent a wee message out saying, you know, in terms of Europe, uh, would we change uh, for the future? Because Awata. Now, this is hypothetical before everyone loses their mind. <laughs> we, we all like to have hypothetical conversations about players and teams. And if anyone wants to add to that or add, you know, things that they think may be a bit controversial now, but could be interesting. I, you know, I was just wondering myself, because we, we look so porous, obviously, in Europe. Awata, well, I'm really hoping he looks as good as his YouTube package. Maybe he's the first ever guy that will look as good as his YouTube package. Uh, but if he you is, see my YouTube package, you see my YouTube package, John. I look like Messi, Ronaldo, Pele. An escape to victory, Pele. Because that was his pinnacle. Um, I, I, look, I look like him. Five I've no in seeing any package of yours, Kev. Uh, <laughs> Only so, fans. I, I was going to say nine, that. I was in a family show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, because I would I would like us to see, you know, more the way that Red Bull was playing with the 4 the, the one uh, So I would like to see the likes of Awata and Kalmat in there. Um, but I would like to see Haksabanovic playing at 10 behind Kyogo and then you've got Abada and Jota. That sort of thing. So that would mean leaving out very good players like Hatati, like O'Reilly, um, 
but you know, I, I, I think you potentially get more solidity there. Um, but that's that's maybe one for the future. But it is hypothetical, and I'm sure it's not hypothetical, John. That isn't well, a hypothetical. I mean, and I'm going to party with us because I mean, Iwata actually says himself that he's a number six. That's where he sees himself playing. That's where all. That's where he sees his strengths. So, the signing of Abulgar and Iwata and also Gucci says to me that Ange Postacoglu sees that as a gap in the squad. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. That even though we've got Cal McGregor doing it at the moment, Posta Coglu wants somebody better in that role. I think um, the fact that Andrew picked O'Reilly to cover for two months and, and totally leave out McCarthy, Gucci, and Abogad tells your story in itself, doesn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. O'Reilly was one of a better attacking threats um, and that more forward thinking role. And plus, we can't continually rely on, on Callum McGregor as well. I mean, what if, again, he gets another injury? We're we just going to have another makeshift um, replacement for him, not a natural defensive midfielder. Um, so I go back to go back to to John's point. I think do you know John? I don't think that what you were talking about leaving out kind of Hatati and O'Reilly as as hypothetical as you think, because that's the point of having a, a massive squad with quality all over, is it not? That we can retake these players, that we get the opportunity to rest when we can, and 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 keep them for the bigger games or or, or whatever. So I don't think it's as, as hypothetical as you would say. But although it is controversial. We don't want to be starting controversy on the pod. Well, but it's really, it's it's really it's really it's talking. I think that's what we're here for. It's only start <laughs> The, the, but the only, I think it's a, the it's a talking reason, point. Yeah, yeah. It's talking point is great, but the, the only reason you're thinking, you know, will he do that is because he's played a very rigid 4 3 3. You know, for a last I few years. At, at, by that point, yeah. Yeah. Like, and he's, he's obviously the intention of changing that. He's not changed it, and, and he's been very clear since he started his tenure at Celtic. This is how I play. This is how I set up my team. But what, what the difference is is he's, he's, he's continually looking for talent that's going to improve every single position in that team, and that includes the defensive midfield option as well. So, um, no, nah, you're right. A change of formation is, is probably highly unlikely, but. Um, and, and he didn't really change his formation when he had two strikers on um, Ibrox when he brought in Jack and Marcus. He just moved Kyogo out, didn't he? So I, I just think, um, I think in terms of uh, McCarthy, Gucci, and Abogad, their future was determined the very second that um, McGregor was injured and they put O'Reilly in that position. But see, you see, in that, in that point, and this is, uh, you know, again, it, it's not just the players that have to learn, is it? 
because uh, uh, and given the quality of players that we can buy, you know, can we just make the step up by playing the same way and replacing the players with marginally better players? Like yes. you're talking marginally better players every year. <coughs> uh, you know, doesn't the manager have to contribute to that somehow? Uh, you know, because if we are if we are consistently losing or you're failing to win anyway, but if we are consistently losing, surely the manager has some responsibility to, you know, uh, have an effect on that. You can't just say, you know, surely it's not enough to just say, this is the way we do it, that's it, and you're not getting the result. Because ultimately, that's what it's about. We we have to win or draw these games at the very least. But but then then again, John, if we go back to Derek McInnes, he's comments for me hope McInnes was meaning was this side is better and, and than Brendan Rogers' side mainly because of the way that they play football. They play football in a solely modern way, which I think to quote him he actually says Disney give you time to breathe. Whereas Rogers would, would was very tippy tappy. Rogers Rogers style was very defensive when you look back on it because it was all possession based. Whereas Poster Coglu's is it's probably Poster Coglu's style is probably in vogue with all the with all the sockless hipsters coaches in Europe at this precise moment in time. And I think that's what McInnes was actually meaning. What I'm actually would want to do, I didn't want to go and Steve Clark and park the bus. I want to go and take these guys on. And yeah, I think that's no, what Poster no, Coglu wants nobody, to do. Nobody's, yeah, yeah, nobody's suggesting that, though, Kev. I mean, that would be madness. I mean, that undermines everything that we've tried to achieve. And we don't have the players to do it. Uh, but th- there, there are different formations out there that these players can play. Okay. And as I say, you know, that 4 2 3 1 that Red Bull have, they, they have two defensive midfielders whose job is to win the ball and just move it on at the guys up front. That's it. You still have essentially four attacking players, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think that's plenty to be getting on with, it, you know. Uh, so, look. Right, here, uh, here I, I we go then. I'm interested to see what the manager does next year. Here's a, here's a question for you, and I'll start with Paddy on this. Do you think Poster Coglu, like, game going to Ibrox, right? People say Poster Coglu doesn't change, he doesn't change. You look at his team at Ibrox, it probably wasn't the starting 11 that any of us would have picked, where the, the, the personnel, he picked the same shape, but the personnel was a bit dodgy. Yeah, looking back on it, right? So for me, was that Postacoglu shown that he will sometimes take into account the opposition that he's got in front of him, Paddy? Do you think it was maybe he was taking into account the players he was starting rather than taking into account the fact that he was playing against Rangers? I think, and I think maybe John, I think you spoke about this last week that the fact that James Forrest was picked was because. Um, Alison Johnson was starting his first game and it was just to give him that little bit of extra support and extra extra cover there um, just as he found his feet so I think it's probably maybe a bit of that rather than changing his whole Cause he never what, about, his what, about, what about Moy over O'Reilly? What, the, the fact that he chose O'Reilly over Moy? Mm-hmm. O'Reilly uh, even, no, but doesn't matter how much I love O'Reilly Moy has been better than him over the he last four or five has. weeks. I, I absolutely. And we were just talking about that before we come on air. That Moy has been he's far better. And I think the really needs a wee a wee rest, a wee a wee shot in the sidelines just to kind of tell him that he's 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 not the main man in the middle of the park. He's done it excellent since he's came here. Nobody'd heard anything about this boy before he came to Celtic. Um 
and he's been pretty much a, a revelation in that in the centre of the midfield. Um, but again, <sighs> tried and tested in a, in a Glasgow derby, isn't he, O'Reilly? Whereas Moy isn't. So is it again just a case of stick to what you know to get get out of that game or something, <laughs> and then go back to I don't know trying Moy in the centre of the midfield? I don't know, but he never really changed the shape of the team. He just like you said, changed the personnel. So. There's been a bit of both. Um, I don't think Ange is, is, is in any mood to, to change his playing style. He's never done it at any club he's been to. He's, he's played the same formation, the same kind of style, fast attack football, and he's done it at every level. Um, I don't know if he's I'm played pretty, for a 4-3-3 at every level, though, Paddy. I don't know if he's is, played the same formation. Um, he's played the same style, but not the same exact formation. Sorry, aye. That, aye definitely the same style. Maybe I'm getting my, my wires crossed here, but definitely the same style. It's always been about attack and football. It's always been about fast and free-flowing um, and and putting pressure on teams. So I, I don't know. I, it's, it's certainly, I mean, it's been what, nearly two seasons in the job and he's... I, I, I can't think of any time when he's changed the formation. I might be completely wrong here, but I think it's just been completely 4-3-3 since he's been here. I mean, yeah. whenever he was asked about it, even at the start of last season when we were dropping points, I think we'd, we'd lost three out of our first seven games last season. He, he was adamant, I'm not changing. So I, I don't I, I don't think now after losing one game in, a, in, in almost a full calendar years of a mind to, to kind of go back on that now because it just looked daft. In, in Europe, in Europe, John, I says to you that I'd love to have been in the, I'd love to have seen us with fifteen minutes to go to game manage a game out in a league, uh, in a lead in the Champions League, because we didn't ken what uh, we didn't know what uh, Postecoglou would have done in that situation. You, you didn't know because we we were never in that situation. We were always chasing the game at that point. But I had a look. I had a look at certain times, and I think we've seen enough to say there's certain games where if Iwata comes in and becomes the number six that we need, against better teams, naturally Callum McGregor drops back to form a double there. And we're not as attacking as you actually see as you actually see us domestically. I think we've seen it as well. I mean, I know nothing about tactics, but I can have a look and go at that. In Europe, our two fullbacks weren't, inver- weren't inverted as much as what they are domestically. There's slight changes do happen. If we go back to Ibrox as well, uh, uh, John, why did Juranovic come on at left back? Was that yeah. just a case of you, he's more experienced than Bernabe? I'm, I'm going to trust this fella to come on and do a game where he probably like wrecked the balance of the team at that point. Well, I'd hear, I heard afterwards, I mean, we had a full discussion on that because it was just baffling, um, but I heard afterwards uh, the two people that had been worst hit by the bug in the camp uh, were Bernabe and, and Jota. Um, but even then, I sort of thought, OK, that's fine, I can understand that then. But actually, that doesn't really make much sense because uh, apparently Jota was the worst and he came on and played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, what, how, how does that make any sense? Um, the thing about Burnaby, obviously, is, I mean, you're even looking at yesterday, oh, sorry, uh, the Kilmarnock game, um, and he doesn't have to do any defending. It's so difficult to assess a guy, you know, uh, when he's, he's not defending at all. He's not shown us anything there, really, very little anyway. It's, it's, you know, we're not under any pressure. So his, he's essentially playing like a, a secondary winger. Um, so it's very difficult to assess a guy of whether it, you know how he would have fared in the Ibrox under pressure. Um, 
But, I mean, with hindsight, obviously, I think we can all say he would have fared a lot better than JJ did because he couldn't have been any worse. Uh, so, you know, but not to be too harsh on JJ, but that was a shocking performance. So, you know, look, you know, the, the manager, um, you know, in that circumstance, he had a quick decision to make. There was obviously factors there. I think there was factors there that we are unaware of. I think that sickness would have been one of them. Uh, I can't see that that would have been his first choice, especially given... You know, Juranovic's state of mind, apart from anything else. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at this point, my main concern about, you know, Juranovic is really just making sure we get enough money for him. Uh, so, but he obviously, you know, he, he, I don't think he's a factor into the plans here at all. I think we actually need to get him off the wage bill at this point. Is that, you know, because I remember you saying before, Kev, do you think we're doing long term planning, having three international fullbacks and we'll run that until the end of the year? I don't think we will and I don't think we can. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I think Michael Nicholson will have him off the books one way or the other. So, it's interesting, the Juranovic thing's interesting about me. Uh, about the fee that 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 we're going to get for Juranovic, or we should get for Juranovic. And there was a bit of a hoo-ha last week with Alan, who contributes to this pod, who's now who's now known as a, a stats-based podcaster uh, every so often uh, when people are having a go at him. Now, this start, your, your value, Juranovic, John, where does it come from? The value for Juranovic, um, I, I would say it's less to do with how I see him playing and more to do with his status. Um, so he is an international fullback. He is a first-choice international fullback for a third-place team. He had what, at least one outstanding game at the World Cup. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I'll be honest with you, that's where I see most of his value because I... You know, I don't ascribe, based on his performances for us, which I assume these people are also looking at, you know, before that World Cup, I don't think anyone would reasonably have said we're looking 20 million for Juranovic or 15 million for Juranovic. I think we would would have hoped for maybe 10 million, 12 million, that sort of thing. He's played in the World Cup, he's done well. I think he's maybe solidified that value. I don't think if those figures are right, I think seven million or around about that sort of number is way, way short. Way, way short. Not even close to market value. I don't care how he played for us last year. You know, just on status alone. You know, you know I mean, you, you can buy guys that haven't played for a year for that sort of money. It's uh, on status alone. It should be significantly more than that. And we've got a sell-on fee as well. So I was looking back, apparently the sell-on fee is at least 10%. So that's a significant chunk of change. We need to be getting a decent return on him. Uh, so you know, I, I have been absolutely baffled, I have to say, by uh, some of these transfer stories. I just can't understand, not, not just for the... I, I don't understand from a logical point of view. I don't understand the valuations uh, based on the market. Now, I know someone's only worth whatever uh, someone else is prepared to pay for him, but I still don't understand the valuations. Um, and I don't understand the players' motivations because if the rumours are right in some of these clubs that they're, they're lining up for, you know, uh, and the same with Jackie Marcus, Urawa, Red Diamonds or whatever it is, you go, what? 
what what is the motivation to go there? What is the motivation to go to Monza? <laughs> you know, whatever it is. You know, they're fifteen, sixteenth in Serie. Yes, they've got first choice though, John Monty. His first choice here. He was first choice here. Marcus. No, no, sorry, not Jackie Marcus. I was just talking about uh, JJ. No, JJ. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, Jack, uh, JJ was his first choice here, so I don't understand the Monza thing. And you know, I know they've got Berlusconi behind them. Um, so, but the thing about Berlusconi is, you know, you know, they, they, they might go up the league, but they might get kicked out the league for corruption. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. That man's a wildcard. So, everything you've said there, John, is based on facts. Is yeah. based on stats. Is based on facts, and that's how you're getting the value. Paddy, how how how, how do you value Juranovic, and what, what did you use to value Juranovic? And I'll get to my point eventually. Right, okay. So uh, this is a, this is a, a double-edged one, is it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I I agree with with John. Um, I, I look at players who have played in the World Cup, um, who have got nowhere near to the status that Juranovic got this year and they're going for silly money um, and when you look at the players that go for silly money down south um, and you're, you're, what you're getting for Juranovic you're getting a, a fully fledged experienced international who's played in the biggest tournament in the world who's now playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world winning, winning trophies um, I think the guy he's not perfect he's been shown to be a wee bit short uh, in the European stage where he gets caught at a position a few times he's caught at a position at Ibrox but having said that, he did well at the World Cup. He had, like John says, one very good game. The rest, he was he was pretty solid. I think did he struggle in the, in the last game possibly when they get eventually get knocked out. But I totally on status. We should be looking for for ten million plus um, for Iranovic alone. He's twenty seven years old. He's still got five a good five six years ahead of him in the game. Um, as far as the sale on clause goes, we could we could probably put one in there, but. Are we going to see any any return on that? Because usually, sell on clauses are percentage of profit, aren't they? And if you're going to sell him for ten million pound plus, he's not he's not going to go for that in say four or five years' time. Um, depending, obviously, if he's a if he's a whatever team he goes for, and if he's a good runner form. But I based solely on um, his status alone, we should be looking ten million pound plus based on performances. I still believe seven million pounds is a joke here transfer fee. Based, um, so everything that we're actually saying here is based on things that are actually tangible. It can be measured, yeah. that are yeah. measured time and time again. So we're saying he's worth this because he's done this, 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 and this, and this is the fee that we should be getting. So we use stats and facts <laughs> at those points to say we should be getting between ten and fifteen million for this player. So when somebody comes along and uses stats and facts and actually says, by the way, this guy has been great for us, but here's all the areas he improves, it gets shouted in for it. Why we're using the same sort of system to actually prove why we should be getting top dollar for one of your players. I'm just having a wee kind of off at a tangent there, but it's one of these things. It's the hypocritical nature of, of fans going, right, I think Atati has been Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. 
based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Possibly a candidate for our player of the year. But I think it's easy for me to say and see, when I look at Atati at the Champions League level, there's areas that you're going to need to improve if you want to go to the next level. It doesn't matter how, how often Celtic fans want to say, this boy can go as far as you want in the game. The stats and the measurements that Alan Morrison's actually using are the stats and the measurements that the coaches and the scout, scouting will be using and going like that. He needs to improve all of that before he gets anywhere near the level that a lot of the Celtic fans believe. So um, the whole point is we use stats when it suits us and we didn't use stats when it doesn't suit us. And yeah. I, I've got an eye test here. And my eye test, where Tati is, he's never reached a Van Dyke level for me. After about five games of Van Dyke playing for Celtic, I went like that, Jesus, he is far, far too good for us. He is going to move on to a bigger club, but he still had to go to Southampton first before he moved to that club. And I see... Atati is a vital, vital player for us, the way that we play. And that's what people are noticing more. It's not that he's became all of a sudden became a far, far better player. He's just more vital for us because... He's fitter. He's not got that end of season burnout. And and he's just more vital to us of the way that we actually play. The players have got used to playing with him as well. That's what people are seeing. And that's, and I'm not saying that he hasn't improved as a player. He just hasn't improved as what some folk have actually thought. That's the like he's your player of the year. I think, I think that the, the reason um, <clears throat> that pylon happened, which is very unfortunate, and I think it really is, just uh, to me, look, I'm a bit older maybe. I think it's just as graceful that people find themselves, you know, they think it's perfectly fine to go on to uh, the internet and just personally absolutely abuse somebody for their opinion on a player. Whether you agree with it or not, there's no reason for you to be an animal about it. Do you know what I mean? It's perfectly reasonable to disagree uh, our opinions over players, that's fine, but you don't need to be. I mean, the, the, some of the things that were said were outrageous. Now, the, the, <coughs> the fault I watched that entire pod, uh, and as with all these things, anything that's clipped and then a headline is put across it, and they'd made a mistake on the, I think the young fella end up probably was made a mistake on putting that headline there because the headline was very misleading. If you actually watch it, as with all the stuff that Alan does, it, it, you know, he, he weighs out the argument at great length and says, you know, uh, and it's very reasonable argument. It's a very reasonable point. At no point did he say, you know, Tati, um, you know, just simply wasn't good enough. That's not what he said. Uh, uh, and so it's just not true. So, but people jump on that headline and just get incredibly abusive. I thought it was desperately unfair. But anyway. It is desperately unfair, John. Then in the next sentence, they're hypocritical going, we need, we need to get 20 million for Yaranovic uh, yeah. because of all this stuff. And you go, yeah, well, yeah. you've just... The other thing as well is, let's say Hitati had had a nightmare at Ibrox or something like that. 
then you know they wouldn't have been saying that. You know, everyone's in a high with Fatati at the moment because he's playing very well. But you know, it wasn't so long ago where people were less vociferous about the supporting him. Um, so the the point is, like, I think like most other players in this team, um, you know, he's capable of great things, uh, but he does need to improve in certain areas. And it, there's no point in, you know, uh, getting on the sort of. Uh, dreamland type high horse where you're just like oh no he's just absolutely wonderful and doesn't need to be any better I, we saw in Europe this year all of these guys need to be better you know it's as simple as that they all need to be better if we are going to uh, play uh, Europe and make uh, progress there so you know to, to say to slag someone for saying or to be abusive to someone for suggesting that very thing I think is absolutely ridiculous and outrageous but I mean as if it's, it's very difficult to go into social media now and not get abused just generally never mind you know for having an opinion on a player and what I've discovered you know in my own Twitter is when I have when I have something to say about a player I usually frame it as a question because it doesn't matter what you say, it could be black as you know, in black and white as you like. Someone could have done something absolutely egregiously wrong or brilliantly right. It doesn't matter what you say. Someone is there to violently disagree with you. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's very very difficult not to uh, to deal have to deal with that sort of stuff on social media. But look, at the end of the day, you know, he's it's, it's, it's a he's a very good. I thought he's a very good player, but I mean, some of the people that were making the comments, the counterpoints, you, you would have thought he was Maradona. Uh, he's, he's a very good player and we have some very good players in our team and I'm very happy with them and loads of progress. And actually, Hitati, that lovely wee shuffle move he's doing along the line the last couple of weeks, you know, where he's beating players in close quarters and dancing past them to get ridiculous balls across. No, that stuff's fantastic to watch. You know, he's, 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 he's very, very good. Uh, and there's no question about that. But nobody suggested otherwise. Uh, they suggested, I think, he might not he might not be the man for the job at the very top level in Europe. But I don't think any of our guys are, as it stands at the moment, I don't think any of our guys are you know, top-level European players at the moment. You know, the, thing about Hattati is, the thing about Hattati is, it's not that he needs to improve. He will improve, though. He's only been a professional yeah. footballer for, what, two years? Yeah, yeah. He was playing... He was playing for the, uh, I can't remember the name of the university he was playing for in Japan before he got picked up, and now he's at Celtic. So he, he will improve. So that that tells you itself that he's not a finished article. Nobody's suggesting for a second that he's not a good player because he clearly yeah. is. But I mean, the, the problem you've got with stats is stats can be used to suit any argument. You could have the same stat, you could use it to, to suit both sides of your argument, and and. That 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 pylon that, that happened uh, to Alan last week was was a disgrace, but it's no it's no a surprise to me. Um, that sort of thing happens more more often than not. Um, I just wish people could just debate with facts and 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 not debate with with insults and slurs and and all that nonsense. And just yeah. it's, it's all right to disagree. It's all right to have a different opinion. That's the whole point of being a, a football fan or a Celtic fan. What I think about my team is going to be probably completely different from what you think, Kevin. What you think, John? But that's the whole yeah. point of debate. Just keep it civil. Um, but not Atati. Just to be player. clear, Paddy, I, I would think the same as you, but then we'd both be wrong. Uh, well, aye, there. <laughs> Can't have that now, can we? Um, but Hattati will improve um, because, like I said before, two years yeah, and he's, he's just been playing professional football. Look at what he's doing already. Um, he's so, the opposite of Calmark, isn't he? You know, in, term, yeah, in, terms of, in terms of dog years, he's the opposite of Callum yep. McGregor. You know, so yep. Cal- Callum's probably about 35 at this point in player years. In uh, player years, aye. You know, 
I think I mentioned, I think I mentioned this. I think that I mentioned this yeah, before yeah, about yeah. Telemans, eh? Yeah. The, the reckon that he's played the same number of games as somebody who's 32, 33. But just exactly. because of the. Uh, <clears throat> Um, I think Atati's the opposite of that. I mean, I, I think is a fantastic player. Uncle Nobby Steamboat, once Atati cuts out the slack passes, he's going to be a superstar. Once he does that at the domestic level, the highest level, when we, are, we aren't going to actually hold on for him, uh, hold on to him. B, remember Atati's goal at Hearts last year with Candy Toms. It was, it was a peach. And we're, and, we're not, and we're not saying that he's not a talented player. We're just saying that folks sometimes this, this maybe need to rein in their expectations of players who are playing in Scotland for a reason. And I say that quite often, that they're playing in yeah. Scotland for a reason yeah. at this precise moment in time. Uh, exactly. If these guys were as good as we... I mean, we, we look at our players with green-tinted specs on them. I mean, if, we, if they were as good as we think they are, they wouldn't be at Celtic. Um, yeah. and, they're, and they're here for a reason. They're here to develop, they're here to learn, and they're here to get their next move. Um, and, and that's how it's been for the last, God, 20-odd years now. Um, yeah. So, no, nah, nah, the whole Hatati thing, I just don't like the fact that we we, we, are, we seem to be not allowed to have an opinion on a player and tell people that a player isn't as good as we think they are without that kind of abuse. I, I just think that's wrong. And, and and I just think yeah, some people need to have a certainly some people on that Twitter feed um, certainly need to have a long hard look at themselves. <laughs> yeah, you know the truth. Um, yeah, de- yeah. Definitely. I mean, we'll go back to the the, the, the midfield. I, I don't think I I, I will actually feel will actually like feature on 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 Saturday night against against Kilmarnock. <laughs> Is it half past five or quarter to six kickoff? I think it's half five. Mate. It's half kickoff. Aye. I'm actually looking forward to going. This will be my first time back since uh, since the World Cup break. So, yes, I'm looking forward to going because things just happened to me the last couple of home games, which meant I haven't actually been able to go. One of them was a holiday. One of them was my dad being in hospital. I haven't been ill. It's been, it's, it's, it's been very, very eventful for me. But I'm looking forward to going to Hamden. It'll be a... A wild atmosphere at half past five or quarter to six on a Saturday night. I think Declan alluded to it yesterday that he reckons that Hisby Boozer and Mary Hull will be full for about half past twelve onwards with, with the lads and the lassies going to the game. So I'm sure there'll be some party songs sung and, and the atmosphere will be great. Do you think, Kev, that uh, I, I know it's a League Cup semi-final. For me, I wouldn't be making, I, I wouldn't be taking any risks. But <laughs> Do you think he will? Because it's the League Cup. Do you think he'll bring Seagrass in? Do you think he'll make any other changes? Uh, do you think there's going to be a wee radical shape up there? Uh, <clears throat> because, you know, I wouldn't be taking any chances. I don't think Kilmarnock have got anything to offer against us at all. Uh, and I would expect another fairly comfortable uh, victory. Um, but, you know, you, you can see in the manager's head why he's got a squad of players there he needs to keep happy. Uh, and as we've seen, some of them aren't. You know, uh, which is why we've got some of them looking for moves away. So, you know, do you do what the English do, and you know, to sacrifice, you know, a league cup as a testing ground for, um, you know, uh, players that might not be automatically first choice? I mean, I you know, I, I, I definitely wouldn't, but well, you know, what I would, the manager surprised us before, hasn't he? What, what I would say about that, Paddy, the last time Kilmarnock played at Hamden was against us in a final. 
and we ended up losing it. So yeah. that may <laughs> that that may play in the manager's mind. I can I can see a uh, I can't see. I'm going to base this on what I've already seen. The manager, unless really really forced, to, does they throw players in? And Iwata yeah. uh, will be introduced like Kubiashi's been introduced as well. He'll be introduced into the squad and he'll gradually get that game. My midfield free for Saturday night, I, I believe will be McGregor, Moy and Atati. Now that that's my that's my midfield free. And Iwata might get game time if the game is not in the balance in the last half hour. Yeah, yeah I think the only, the only time he'll get on the park is if we're two or three now with, with 20 minutes to go, wouldn't we? I don't think a cup semi-final is, the, is a place to be um, trying experiments and, and giving unhappy players game time because I think that's the time we do that when, when we're 5-0 up in a, a league game when the league's won. Um, I want to win every game. I want to win every trophy. I, I had this discussion with some of the guys on the, some of the guys in, in, in my own network. I've got their own pod, and it's an English, English, predominantly English English based um, EPL clubs. Now I appeared on it three weeks ago, and I, and I said I don't understand the English team's mentality towards domestic cup competitions. I don't understand why they treat it with such incredulity that they do. Because when you look at some points in their history. Um, we won the Scot uh, the Scottish Cup with Big Pierre and that in nineteen eighty five, which ended a nine year kinda the trophy drought. Was it nine years I think it was at that time, nine year trophy drought, the, the League Cup started the quadruple treble for us under Brendan Rogers. Every every single trophy means something. And I, and I want us to win everything, and I don't think a, a, a domestic cup semi final is one we should be taking any chances. Strong team I'll be playing the strongest team possible. The midfield will be, I think, what, what Kev's alluded to. I, don't, I can't see that changing. Um, I think the interesting part will be um, who we play on, on the wings. David, see, and there's another comment, and I will bring it up. See, Chris, has they been on the bench the last couple of games, or have I actually missed that? Is he injured? And see, Chris, has actually played the other League Cup games, Johnny. Yeah, if he is fit, will, will, will Seagrass keep his uh, place? Well, based based on uh, based on Saturdays, I mean, obviously, you know, I could be really taking a risk here, shooting yourself in the foot by, um, you know, by, by being so casual about it. But Segrist is as capable as Joe Hart of standing at the back and doing nothing, you know. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, if he has the saves to make, that Joe Hart has to make, I think will be grand. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I, I really they don't offer too much for me. I, I know they've, they're, they're sort of pinning their hopes on the big bigot Lafferty coming back, um, but um, you know, I, I, again, I don't see him being a particular threat. And if anything, you know, Cedrus would be better for dealing with him because Joe Hart doesn't come off his line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, if there's cross balls coming in, which is where he would be dangerous, uh, Joe's rooted to his line. So I would much prefer. Uh, a keeper who's more likely to come out and try and you know go for those balls, dominate his box. Uh, so uh, you know, Seagrass can actually be a benefit there. Uh, but as the guy, as the commenter rightly said, there, if he doesn't play now, when does he play? Uh, and because the thing with Seagrass is, you know, that that's a more difficult one. That's not trying to keep a, an, an unhappy player 
you know, happy with a number of, you know, we're trying to bed this guy in to be the number one choice. He's ultimately, we're looking at him to be number one, possibly within the next sort of 18 months. Uh, so, you know, maybe he is, you know, because I, I don't think he's a mile away from, you know, where Joe Hart is. I mean, Joe Hart's, you know, his best save, for instance, in Ibrox was off something, a problem that he created. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, I, I would say, you know, I wouldn't be worried about seeing Segrist in, in goal. Uh, I, you know, I would. I, do, I really don't expect Tange to make particularly any other changes, um, but I wouldn't be worried about seeing Segrist in goal at all. We're getting told in the comments that calf he's got a calf strain, so right. that's why he's been missing. Well, in that case, I would be worried about seeing him in the goal. Because apparently he's injured. We're getting told, folk at more attention than me. Um, <laughs> Stratton's laptop, Paddy. Angie's yeah. League Cup one was hugely significant last year. And I yeah, think it's, it's hugely significant for us this year to actually retain this trophy. And get through, get through against Kilmarnock and retain and retain this trophy, because the chances are I don't think Aberdeen are good enough to beat Rangers in the other semi final. And mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's about time that we beat them in a final again. It really is. And I think that this takes a higher importance about that. Make sure we're in it and just open ourselves up. I came to bet them in 2000. Strangely enough, when we bet them in the, the Fraser-Foster final, as it, for, as it will forever be known from now on in, I was actually on a plane in New York at that time <laughs> uh, when, that, when that game was on. Eh? So, I'm, no, I'm having a think about this, right? Yeah, Celtic, you just keep flying, Kev. You keep flying. Celtic, uh, games, you, have, Celtic, <laughs> games, have, Celtic games that have been getting played when I've been on a plane. Celta Vigo away in Seville. I was flying back for Lanzarote that night. I was flying to New York, that League Cup final, and I was flying to Lanzarote again, eh, the 2 each game at Ibrox. So I'm undefeated when I've been in there, Paddy. Losing last season's semi-final against them at Hamden was a sore one, and I want to put that right as quick as possible. I, I understand what you're saying, and I, and I suppose... Um, Revenge on that aspect would be good, but I, I genuinely don't care who we play in the final. I just want to win it. Um, I, I want to see Rangers, Rangers get beat against Aberdeen. I don't want to see them through just so we can beat them in the final. I want to see them lose every game. Oh, no, of course, I, um, of course, I want them to get so, beat. I mean, I, I, I know you, I, I know you didn't, you don't want them to get beat, but I, I know what you mean when you say you want to get retribution for last season's cup semi final. But um, nah, I, I, you know, the, the league cup. I think for me would just be another re. Um, a marker laid down um, for the rest of the season as well, wouldn't it? It'd be a great, great marker to get this treble, um, yeah. and, and, I, and and it would be a, another good one for the, all the new signs that have joined the club to show you already you've won a trophy, you've got a medal to your name. Um, so I, I I want the league cup, I want the treble, I want everything. Um, I'm a I'm a completely selfish oh, Celtic fan. I want a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, completely agree. You want a treble, put them back in their box. Hundred um, percent. You know, damage them, damage them psychologically uh, before uh, any European games next year. Uh, just establish absolute dominance. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, I agree hundred percent. Peter, can on you go, Paddy. Sorry. No, no, I was just, I was just, a, it's just a wee minor point for something that's been annoying me since, since they got their new manager. Is recently we're getting all these warnings from certain factions in the media that watch out, bills about. But I'm, te- I've not seen anything. I've not seen anything to to make me worry or or, or to make me think that they're as close as they think they are because they're not. We we were at our worst. Ibrox, yeah. uh, and even with the, the contentious refereeing decisions, they still couldn't pick up a, a win in a must-win game. So that was just a kind of off-the-cuff rant. I mean, but you're right, Barry, because you would know yourself when they're writing about it, there's this stretch to say, oh, yeah, the run of games that uh, Beal has Desperate. been involved with. Yeah. Involved with, not the manager. Yeah. Uh, involved with. In fact, he wasn't even... Um, was Gary McAllister not the assistant manager? I mean, I can't remember, but... You know, I'm not even sure. You know how much he was a first team coach. Michael Beale was. He was a first team coach. He took training. It's, a, it's a very good. So basically, that is a, what's John Kennedy's record then. You know, I know. It's a, you know, it's, it's a nonsense statement. There, there's a yeah. absolute. There's a, a universe of difference between uh, being a first team coach uh, and being a manager. Uh, the, the, the type of management that's required there the, the, is completely different. Uh, so it's uh, it's a nonsense statement, but they're, they're, I mean they're really clutching at straws uh, because he has no yeah. record. He's got no record. They've essentially appointed a guy who's ultimately a novice. He had a few games at QPR, uh, so they've appointed a novice manager and they're trying to imbue him with all the success of um, uh, Stephen Gerrard. All the success of that's a good win. No, you can't do that. It's a short list. <laughs> You believe the narrative. You believe the narrative that has been paired that, that has been paired into him, mate. Is is pay on you that minute, John? Yeah, quite right, and I'll join in. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear me, that's a shocker. Uh, yeah, so uh, they're one success, should I say? Um, but you know, it's it's ridiculous trying to sort of say the, the, the guys in any way in that sort of league. Um, look. You know, we had our worst game possibly all year uh, at Ibrox. Uh, there was obviously factors behind that. We obviously had players sick in the background. There was uh, bad decisions made as a result. Uh, we weren't playing. Well. There's all sorts of things that went wrong. And we still got a draw. We still got a draw in their middle. So we, we, we still got a draw. So, you know, uh, what, what is it exactly we're supposed to be scared of? I'm more worried that Jeremy Beadle appears in my street dressed as a traffic warden <laughs> than what I'm at about Michael Beadle's Rangers. <laughs> uh, Peter King brings in a, a great point. And just building for next season. Yeah. This is a good thing because we've got a number of players in that squad that haven't been at Hamden before. You need to get used to winning at Hamden because it is a neutral venue. And as Declan brought up yesterday, and I've already brought up, we went to Hamden twice in that season when Declan was a mascot against Hearts and we got beaten in the League Cup final against uh, Kilmarnock that season, Neil Jesus Lennon's Christ, second no, season. Would that have been first season, <laughs> second season? Can I really remember? And before that, you've got the Ross County game again, uh, uh, Ross County and Neil Lennon when he was temporary charge as well. Eh? We used to hate going to Hamden round about that period. Aye. And we used to worry about going to Hamden. I remember a, sh- I remember a shocking performance against St Mun. 
and a League Cup semi-final uh, when yeah. Neil Lennon was in charge as well. And it wasn't until uh, Brendan Rodgers turned up that Hamden began to feel like we're turning up here to actually win. And I think the, the, the game against Rangers, uh, the semi-final last season, would have been his first defeat in quite a while at the, the, the National Stadium coming to think about it. Uh, we need to, the squad need to get used to winning at Hamden and the new players need to get used to winning at Hamden, Paddy. And there's no better time to start than Saturday night. Absolutely, 100%. And like I said earlier on, that that's that that's just... Andy's cut win last year. It, it wasn't just good for, for the fans. That was that was vital for the players. That 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 kind of enforced what Andrew's trying to do. And it stuck two fingers up to the media who were constantly telling them that you can't win with a style of football. Maybe not win with a style of football, but it needs to change for certain games. But that, that gave us the confidence what, what, that what Andrew's doing also gave the players probably that confidence that what the manager's doing is working. That, that first trophy, I mean, when was that final? Uh, was that in November of last year? Yes, I think the final I, was. So when you think about it that way, that was in the first four months, five months of Angie's tenure, and he's already won a trophy. Automatically, you get to buy in every single person in that dressing room. If it wasn't, I mean, I'm not suggesting it wasn't already bought into before, but that just gives you that reinforcement that what the manager's talking about, what he's doing, is 100% right. And that was a springboard to him going on a an incredible run that, that took us to the top of the league in February. Um, so, now 100%, let's get this league cup in the bag, done and out the road, and then that, that will help us kind of um, move on for hopefully a treble this season. Peter McGee comes in, yep. John. It's cemented we never stop, man, or Paddy. And I think that's true, yep. John. I, re- I remember talking to Tom Boyd, um, a wee name drop there, and he mentioned that when they won the league cup under Janssen, Earlier on, early that season, it gave them the confidence to actually go further on. And I think that League Cup win last season is absolutely massive for us and retaining it will be absolutely massive for us as well. Winning the first trophy of the year, it seems to have, I mean, it's not the be-all and end-all because you still want to be, you still want to be handed the big trophy <laughs> in the last day of the league season. That's that that is your aim at the start, but it can give you it can give you a, a wee bit of a boost if you win the first trophies for offer. And this is coming through a guy who can remember us never winning the league cup in the eighties, yeah. getting put out with Airdrie and all yeah. of that quite 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 uh, regularly and yeah. Motherwell and stuff like that. Eh? And yeah. even even during the period when you. Dad played John. It was a decent tournament for us either. No, no. I was actually someone had the pictures up today of the is it the sixty five final um, where he scored the two pens, and that's the game that's credited for turning everything around in that era. Um, you know, so uh, and the crowd. Look at the, you look at those pictures back then, as I'm sure everyone that's watching has done. The crowds. Were Insane. I mean, it was like 130, 140,000 or something like that game. It was just mental. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but Ange last year, it was so important. Um, and and again, I think it's important. I think it's important this year because they, they, they already know that they're not, not going to win the league, no matter what they say. And they're clinging on of absolute desperation for us to have some sort of collapse that we're definitely not going to have, in my view. Uh, so the the league is already away. That means one cup's already away. That's us get a double. Their last hope um, would be the, the Scottish Cup, and I'm pretty sure we can deal with them there as well. Uh, but 
look, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can beat them all the time. <laughs> it's just amazing. But I mean, last year, the, the, the significance of that was absolutely vast because the, the, the mess that Ange inherited and having to come from like a standing start to try and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but we had this discussion before about the advantages and disadvantages of that. The disadvantages were it was an incredibly difficult job uh, and to try and build a team from scratch. But the, the beauty of it was, you know, people buying into the, the idea. Well, everyone that was there was already pretty much bought into it because everyone who didn't want to be there was gone. You know, there was nobody left. You know, so it was all Angie's men or guys who have to get bought into Angie. The advantage he had was, I think, he didn't uh, necessarily have to work too hard to convince him that the, the, uh, this was the right way to go because it was such a completely different way than we, we had been playing. Uh, and all the sort of old lags that would have been behind complaining in the dressing room were all gone. So he had a blank slate, yeah. basically. So you have the advantage of a blank slate and the disadvantage of a blank slate, which is you've got to build something upon it and you've got to do it very quickly. It was incredibly important to win that League Cup. Um, and I think this year... Equally, uh, psychologically, uh, you know, it's just another nail in the coffin for them. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I'd be confident of us getting to the final, uh, and I have no fears about them at all. I think, um, you know, obviously we can you can lose a game, we could turn up and have a terrible game like we did, uh, you know, at Ibrox. Um, but ultimately, you know, I think when it really matters at a neutral venue or at Celtic Park or you know wherever it's going to be, I think, you know, we put them to bed nine times out of ten. Hopefully, hopefully we do, Paddy. Um, and again, it's Hamden. It's a semi-final. Anything can actually happen. And I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of support that gets over arrogant and over confident. I don't think, but we do have trust in this side to get the, the job done. Which is something, as John quite rightly pointed out, we didn't have when we probably went into that League Cup final last year. No, no, exactly. And and I think. It just it just kind of lends back to the point where um, that win last season was, was a springboard to where we are just now, um, and we're looking at another period of oh, fingers crossed domestic dominance, uh, like we've seen in the last well, domestically dominant for the last twenty three years. Um, but the, the most recent history, what the quadruple treble, and um, we've only had one disappointing season, and um, that was obviously the the, the, the final season. The, 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 Alfreded ten in a row, but I think we could be looking at easily another period of that kind of dominance over the next five, six, seven years. Um, but again, like you said, we've got to start by winning the first trophy of the season. That'll that'll start on Saturday, hopefully. Hopefully, to get into the final, eh? lads. Yeah, I've really enjoyed being back this Wednesday. Even though I still wish I was on a sun lounger in twenty-five <laughs> degree heat with my speedos on. Again, that's for oh, only fans. JP uh, <laughs> comes in. Time to put a marker down, Kev. That, that's exactly what Paddy says. It's time to put this marker down and hopefully we can carry on this generation of domination that someone uh, came up with. And even if the press didn't actually believe it. Um, let's have a wee look. Have a look through. Paddy, mate. It's not Kev, it's Alan Carr. I actually thought that when, the, when I came live. I went, I'm looking a bit like Alan Carr. I need to lose a couple of pounds. And Michael McDonald, cheers, mate. Paddell, that's unfairly accurate. Aye, that is right. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the last comment to Tony Cassidy. Lies, damn lies and statistics. Everybody's been brought up the comment that says it's always good when Kev's on. 
And somebody commented on that two minutes ago. It's always good when Kev's on. Oh, I'll need to find that. I, 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 I was in. The, I was in my save thing with. Uh, but, but, uh, well, right, we've just I'm, established I'm, 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 lunatics uh, on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'd obviously been uh, Daniel Brown. Have you ever been in the seen in the same room as Kev? I've never been seen in the same room as as, as Daniel Brown. I know that for a fact. Uh, or maybe I have. Maybe I have been in the same room as Daniel Brown. Uh, let's see. It. Ah, that's it, lads. That's brilliant. Everything, everything, everything's been great. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the comments. And remember, Danny B. Bams to each other. Eh? See you all later. Yeah, yeah. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.